Captain DeBridge. Spock here. Make it so. Surrender is not an option. Attention crew of the Enterprise, this is James Kirk. We are all explorers, driven to know what's over the horizon, what's beyond our own shores. We would have helped you get home if you had asked. That's who Starfleet is. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to a special patron-only episode of The Secrets of Star Trek. Joining me today is Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. So the uh, folks, uh, as we've said before, the new season of Short Treks has begun. And as a special bonus to our patrons, we're discussing each of the Short Treks as they come out. We've already had one episode come out. Uh, that was Q&A. And less than a week later, we've gotten this next one, The Trouble with Edward. These will come out about one per month until January. And once you, our patrons, have had a chance to listen to them all, we'll bundle them up and release them in the general feed as as an episode. So, uh, Jimmy, we're, we're, we we also, unfortunately, we don't have Father Corey with us today. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he did record some thoughts, and we'll play those for you at the end of our discussion uh, so that you uh, he'll be able to, to join in with uh, what he thought about this episode. So so just like this, uh, this episode of Short Tracks had a post-credit scene, we're going to have a Father Corey post-credit scene? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I do have some thoughts on, on the existence of a post-credit scene. Hopefully everyone uh, stuck around and to watch it. Uh, I saw that it was a suspiciously long amount of time as the credits rolled. So yeah. I, I, I did stick around for that. Um, so what we have is uh, basically it's 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 another ep- short track which takes place not in or around Discovery, but in or around Pike's Enterprise, which yeah, is interesting. I think that short tracks is now being conceptualized not as add-ons for Discovery, but as its own thing. Yes, that um, it can go you know anywhere in the Star Trek universe, and they're tying it in to other series. So we know a couple of the short treks are going to be tied into the animated series that are coming out. And we've had two that are connected with Pike. And I think the other two may be as well, rather than Discovery. I don't know. But I think yeah. they're using the Pike-related short treks as a surrogate placeholder until they can get a Pike series going, because they know that's what the fans really want. And given how the the, the last season of Discovery ended, where discovery is presumably in the future we've got this cliffhanger which we can't really reveal anything about so if you had discovery related short tracks you'd have to do it in the past which i know they did with one of them with uh, telling the backstory of saru but uh you've kind of got to balance that you you know we'll we'll see how that if they if they do anything like that with the other short tracks but at least these are pike related um although this one only tangentially pike related we only get pike right at the very beginning here so this one, The Trouble with Edward, is a prequel to the original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. Yes, it is an origin and, story of Tribbles. Right. Yep. And it's a comedy. Yes. Which our last one kind of was, too. Not not full-on comedy. This is full-on comedy. Yes. And I thought to myself, you know, some fans may not like that, given how comedic it is. But actually, Star Trek has done a lot of comedy. Yep. Um, I mean, the original Trouble with Tribbles episode was a comedy. It was played for and, laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And there have there have been lots of comedy episodes 
in the history of Star Trek um, in multiple different series. Right. We have things like uh, in the original series, a piece of the action. Yes. The one with the gangsters. That was comedy. I mud. Definitely. Any, the androids. Every time I showed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But especially, I especially mud. I mud. Yes. Um, in the uh, in the next generation, we had a variety of comedy episodes, including including ones with uh, Laksana Troy and uh, Q. Yep. Um, we had a fistful of datas. Right, right. You know, on the holodeck. In Deep Space Nine, we had House of Quark, where the one with Grilka, where Quark has to become a sort of kind of Klingon. Prophet in Lace, where Quark gets, get, becomes a woman. Yep. Um, Lots of, and Trials and Tribulations. Trials and Tribulations, I was going to say, is another one. But you know know what this episode reminded me a lot of in its feel is the Orville. It felt uh-huh. a lot like an Orville episode where you just have these comedic elements really coming in. And the Orville, uh, if you've been watching that, over time has becoming more serious. It started as right. a parody series and becoming more serious. And this is Star Trek becoming a little less serious, which is kind of an interesting meeting in the middle. But I thought mm-hmm. I, I do like that. What we have here is essentially the story of an incompetent member of Starfleet. Like n- not everyone yeah. in Starfleet is the best at everything because, you right. know, that can't be true. This guy is Reginald Barkley, only less so. In, in a, in a, in a um, more sinister way, in a sense, uh, yeah. that results it. So, uh, well, let's talk about the about this. They're they're orbiting this planet on the edge of civil on Klingon space. The civilization is on the brink of starvation, and so Captain Lynn Lucero is the new captain. She was the science officer on Enterprise and was just promoted to be the captain of this other ship, the Cabot. And uh, they're over this planet pre-Gene 63, which apparently there's 64 other, 62 other. 62 other planets in this solar system. <laughs> yes. Which actually is realistic if yeah, you think it about happen. it. I mean, if you use the what should be the definition, everybody's definition of a planet, an object large enough to be round, but not large enough to glow, um, <laughs> then we have something like 50 planets in our solar system. Right. So that's just fine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Captain L- Lynn Lucero's job is to help the people of Prey Gene 63 without the Klingons finding out. That's sort of like she's got this, uh, this little science vessel that she's got to to um, manage. So as she's leaving the Enterprise, Pike is gives her the joking advice that uh, don't show any weakness or they'll eat you alive. It turns out to be good advice, actually, <laughs> related to this. Because, <laughs> Except he means it is a joke. Yes, he, he does not mean literally, but where in literally it happens. Uh, he then cautions her that she's got, she got the job because she's a brilliant scientist, but she's going to find that not everyone's on her level, which is exactly what happens here. Yes. It's a disaster effect. So her first briefing on board the uh, her ship, we are introduced to Edward Larkin, an mm-hmm. insecure incompetent but brilliant drone scientist like he's sort of a bureaucratic drone not very good at what he does who sabotages others because of his own insecurities yet shows flashes of brilliance and and won't admit defeat he never admits that he's wrong and he's socially very awkward yes yes he's very awkward um i like this briefing scene where they're it's like a monday morning thing in an office where they're all talking about what their departments are doing and i like that everybody except the captain is a blue shirt right they're all because it's a science research vessel and um and i like also we have uh, a trill 
Yep. Who's there? And um, and this is the first black trill that I can recall seeing. Right. And um, the earliest but that trill, was, uh, given its Pike's Enterprise. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I like the I like the crew. There's a uh, in, in, Edward Larkin. When she asks, what's your department doing? He says, oh, I, I, I don't have a department. It's just me. <laughs> right. Like, that's 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 what she means. Just go with yeah. it. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he he's uh, he can't manage the the pad that he's trying to work. And he's like, it's broken, uh, you know, and the, the, the woman next to him is like, no, no, just. Oh, well, she fixed it. Thank you for fixing that. It Thank was broken. You for, it was, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to cover for yeah. not knowing how to use his device. So he is, he's a protein specialist, a biologist, and his solution for the the, the problem here is he introduced him to is this life form from Iota Geminorm 4. So this is the homeworld of the trill, Tribble. Tribbles. Um, their, their Latin name is Triblusis ventricosis. Um, does that mean anything? Is it mean ventric, like ventricosis? Uh, uh, yeah, it it's uh, based on the Latin word for womb. <laughs> so tribbles that are born pregnant, which we'll get to yeah. in a second. So uh, they're all like, as soon as they see the tribble, they, everyone around the table goes, oh, how cute. And then yeah. he says, uh, it, it, but yeah, you take all that fur off and it's just pure meat, like a little skull, it's a red scallop. <laughs> Blood red. <laughs> Blood red, yeah. which is just so <laughs> gross. But they're all horrified. By yeah. this, and I'm like, why? Because it's cute, you know? Yeah, dude. Because by then, people don't eat real meat. Maybe people in the future don't well, eat real meat. By then, people won't normally eat real meat. They'll be eating yeah. lab-grown stuff, but in all likelihood, yes. But, um, they're horrified. I think just because it's cute and because it serves the plot, and so yeah. they get to say, "Are you suggesting we eat them?" It's like, well, I don't want to eat them, but. I was thinking they could be a food source for the collations, <laughs> yeah. except they breed really slowly. Yes. But and everyone watching f- it, hearing that, that goes breed really slowly. That's a key yeah. point. But I, I could fix that. I could change their DNA and make them breed a lot faster. And, <laughs> yeah. and, yes. Again. And, and, and I have eaten a couple, you know, for research purposes. And I and I gave one to this guy here and he liked it. He's a foodie. And the <laughs> guy who's supposed to be a foodie looks at the captain and give, does this little quick head shake. Like, I didn't like her it. in the eyes. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. But, but his idea actually has, it seems sound in principle. Find this food yeah. source. And it's right. kind of slow moving. <laughs> it can, and, and, it's and so meat. the captain, the captain says, "Are they intelligent?" And he's like, uh, "It's kind of hard to say. They don't have a face, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're really slow moving, and so they'd be easy to hunt." And he totally misses the point of what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. And even if they were intelligent, I I feel like it would be very easy to capture and then eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, uh, like he, she's asking the moral question here. <laughs> right. Oh well, I could alter their DNA to make them all brain damaged. That would solve that. <laughs> so I mean, this this whole th- scene is like a slow motion train wreck. You see everything coming from a mile away. You know how this is going to end, but it's the anticipation of how it all gets there, watching it happen in real time, uh, so to speak. That is the fun of this, and so. Um, he, he, so we we established that Edward seems to be lacking in some moral and uh, morality, ethics, and maybe a little um, practical common sense here. Because mm-hmm. yeah. then we he's he's essentially that guy from Office Space, Milton with the red stapler. 
Uh-huh. Like it's like the, the, the disgruntled worker, you know, who yeah. who eventually destroys everything. Uh, yeah. But uh, so so we have um, with the next scene is he's called into the uh, not oh, the very next before, scene before yeah. that he's like starting a whisper campaign against the captain, right? That's what's gonna say. Right, and he's doing it so ineffectively. So he's like so talking to this guy who's getting his lunch. So new commander barf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody likes it actually. I think people like her. No, no, they don't. Well, plus the guy has walked away by now, and he like and he's kind of just still saying. And then he finally says, "No, no, they don't." Like to no one now. Like he's so slow on the uptake. Um, so we, right then we have um him in the lab. Um, no, this is before he's well, in the it lab. Looks, it looks it looks like engineering or something, and she's yeah. praising this other officer and says, "Oh, I'm looking forward to having." more fascinating work from you in the future. And there's this big robotic thing doing stuff in the background. Right. And, and he sees the captain praising this other officer. And so he gets his tribble. He's got a tribble in a glass box and he sprays it with something, with something. So yeah. we know that he's going ahead with his plan. So then he uh, gets called to the captain's office and she tells him, um, uh, Starfleet command has received anonymous complaints about her and, her work several and, last night yes last night and that she's dumb and she's bad at <laughs> her job, her job. should be replaced immediately and she's dumb <laughs> yes and she's and, he, and she's like well what do you have to say about that he's like well are you dumb are you bad at your job and like he's like he's totally terrible and like she she knows he did it and, yeah. and he's trying to pretend that she doesn't know he did it and those those were anonymous messages and that means <laughs> i you don't know who sent them <laughs> right uh, so she tells him, like, look, it's not working out. We're transferring you to another ship. Um, and then he won't stop talking. Like, <laughs> I know she keeps saying the conversation is over and variations on that phrase. <laughs> yeah. But no, I can just keep talking and then the conversation <laughs> won't be over. <laughs> it reminds me of Voyager where uh, Janeway was the, the we just talked about a few weeks ago. That's Starfleet for get out. <laughs> Dismissed. <Yeah. laughs> so and then we have this great scene where so the triples oh, have started. But b- b- before then, though, it's yep. like he's are you saying I'm dumb? Yes. It's like, no, you contacted Starfleet and said I'm dumb. But he becomes fixated on the idea that she has said he's dumb when she hasn't said that. Right. Right. Yes. The, the imagined slights the, uh, that 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 comes up that justify his actions. So the triples start reproducing. As we know, they start popping off of each other. Um, and we have this explosively explosively. We have this scene where he's standing, he steps out of his quarters, presumably in the middle of the night in his pajama top and seeing people rushing past him. Yeah. Everyone's running around him. He's like, what's going on? There's a, there's a lab breach. And then they pull back the camera and he's standing there in his tidy whiteies. You guys need some help? (laughs) Just his underpants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the, the guy is so incompetent. Uh, and we have this great moment of uh, uh, over, over the action on the scene of the Tribbles reproducing and being found in places. We have Bing Cro- Crosby singing Johnny Appleseed as they collect yeah. Tribbles. Because, like, I mean, the idea that he's Johnny Appleseed, who's, who's, uh, who's planted Tribbles everywhere, I guess. Yep. <laughs> oh, my yep. gosh. It was so funny. Interesting analogy. Nice callback to mid-20th century pop culture. Yes, very nice. Also, there's a scene where they're in the lab and and the captain is there and they're learning the, the Tribbles are breeding explosively now. And Edward is 
who did this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and as they're talking, this guy walks in in the background. And he just got a big vacuum on his back where it's this huge tube sucking it, up it, tribbles. It, it's this Dr. Seuss looking vacuum. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. The, the tribble vacuum. I want one of those. Um, yeah. And then we find and in, in the Johnny Appleseed montage, we get a bunch of short little takes on things where we get the captain in her ready room sitting on a triple, which is a classic. Every time you have a triple episode, the captain yep. has to sit on a triple. Um, you get other people collecting tribbles and putting them in big translucent boxes or transparent yep. boxes of plastic. But we then see Edward collecting tribbles. He's putting them in a stew pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. To be cooked. Um the one of the one of the other scientists, the Trill scientists, she reveals that they've discovered that the uh, the, the they're born pregnant. The Tribbles are born, which is a callback to the original Trouble with Tribbles episode. Yep, um, and that's a real thing in terrestrial biology. There oh, really? are some species that are that are that are born that way, particularly. Uh, some mites are oh. born that way, and they're also. Um, there's another group of uh, species that are born that way, like including a fly. So species? that's actually a real thing. Interesting. Well, as, as Edward says, that's what happens when you mix tribal DNA and human DNA and then reveals yeah. that it was his DNA. And everyone goes, ew. He's like, oh, it would be better if it was his. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not sure what I mean. It's the trope. Of course, it's going to be his DNA. Of course. Um, but I, I kind of agree with him. It's like, well, why? If it's going to be anybody's, why not mine? Yeah. Why is like someone else is going to be better? Yes. And and uh, the Captain Lucero you know, says you, you disobeyed a direct order. He's like, but it worked. Like, it doesn't matter. It's. <laughs> That's, matter this, is not gonna be, this is not going to go well for you. <laughs> yes. Um, there, so what we, we then see, you know, the tribbles are reproducing so rapidly, exponentially, that the, mm. we, we see from the outside the windows filling up. Of course, we yeah. have a problem here, a logical problem. We, where well, is where all the biomass? The food? Yeah. It, yeah. In the trouble with tribbles, they were eating all the grain. But right. a, maybe there's lots of grain on board that they're using to deal with to address the starvation issue yeah. yeah it could be they should have included a line about that or something yeah. um the we also get other riffs on previous triple episodes like if you have a triple episode triples must fall on someone <laughs> yes you have to have a triple fall and here though they play it instead of for comedy like in all the other cases they play it for horror and we have this woman screaming as yeah. triples fall on her yeah presumably she doesn't die because we find out later that only one person dies on board right um so and and they're the, all the uh, ship ship is now running out of oxygen yes. and they're evacuating there's, there's yeah. moving walls of tribbles and they're evacuating and they're like getting into the apparently they have a really small crew yeah and they're evacuating into this shuttle to get off the ship and the captain is like urging edward to come and he's standing there and he's still stuck on this yeah. idea of you said I'm dumb and I'm not dumb. He's and monologuing. He's clearly, <laughs> yeah, he's monologuing and he's clearly dumb because he's then overwhelmed by a wall of tribbles. Yes. <laughs> and then we, we'll we find out later that the ship's uh, the ship structure uh, uh, failed uh, at the number and of he, tribbles. He was lost. So those tribbles ate him. Yeah. Ate him or he died in the explosive decompression. But one or the other. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that was the latter. Um and then we we then go to Lynn uh, being court-martialed back at Starfleet headquarters, Lynn Lucero, um, and this list of of uh, her faults are read off to weeks. her. In two weeks. In two weeks, you've, you lost your ship, one crew member is dead, and a genetically modified species was released onto the planet that and presumably destroyed everything. 
Yeah, um, forced an evacuation of an entire civilization. Yes. And it's gotten into Klingon space, causing a diplomatic crisis. How do you explain that? <laughs> yeah, how could you blame this on one crew member? And she just says, he was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so she finally does say he's dumb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so poor, poor Captain Lucero. I mean, I mean, she made some mistakes, but gosh, uh, yeah, this uh, was not her fault. They should, what they should have done was explosively decompress the the uh, ship and ejected the, all the tribbles into space while they hey, were in someplace safe. That's exactly what they did in the mode in God's eye. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, and it didn't work. Oh, really? Well, yeah. well, given that the Tribbles apparently did survive the destruction of the Cabot and landed on the planet's surface, they must have, some of them must survive the uh, going down through the atmosphere and, and the, yeah. the vacuum of space. These are pretty hardy well, creatures. And, and that happened, I mean, like when the Challenger blew up over my grandmother's ranch in Texas, I mean, they found biological samples that were still in their containers and stuff that were oh, fine. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That. Okay, that's a story for another time. We're doing a short okay. track. <laughs> I thought the I wanna, world was ending. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to ask about that, but we can't do that now. Maybe that'll be in a future uh, uh, patron special uh, we'll, we'll do. Yeah. Um, but so so the, then we get to credits. Uh, I, I have in my notes for this part of the show that yeah. the acting by Edward and Lucero is really good. Yes. They're both really playing their parts well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, this is it's so, so good. I mean, Lark. I I almost I'm almost sad that Larkin is dead because he would make a funny character to have around for some other uh, stuff that they do. But uh, so then we get roll credits, and if you if you turned off your CBS All Access or whatever at this moment, you missed it because and like we said at the beginning, I noticed that there was suspiciously long amount of time provided in the stream for the credits, so I stuck around. I, I- I noticed that we hadn't seen things that were in the trailer yes. for these. Which, and so I knew there was an extra scene coming. And that might have been on purpose that those were in the trailer. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, so we get this post credit scene where we see the uh, a tracking message from like a 80s style VCR, just totally anachronistic here. Um, yep. And then a scene that's like a breakfast cereal commercial. For USS Tribbles. Ravenous Stardate <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> With a triple cereal. Uh, Tribbles uh, the, is the brand name. And we have the, the only cereal with self-replication. <laughs> yes, we have a, a female officer, these two girls in kid uniforms in a mess hall where the, the, the presumably mom is pouring the Tribbles out of the box on a continuous stream because they're replicating. There's a prize at the bottom of the box. Not that you'll ever get to the bottom <laughs> of the box. <laughs> uh, let's see. She uh, there's a a picture of Edward that comes up on screen and where it says there's a, a substantial amount of Edward in the cereal. Yeah. Edward has not she, been approved as a human macronutrient. Yeah, <laughs> they flash little messages on the screen like they do in real TV commercials. One of them says Edward macro Edward trademark matro, macronutrient not approved by Federation Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, firm may present choking hazard. It is suggested that you shave cereal with Edward brand triple razor included in the triple cereal super salon playset sold separately. Edward cereals LSC not responsible if triples uh, thrive and replicate in digestive tract. Chew thoroughly. <laughs> that comes in original hairy berry and new spicy ranch. <laughs> and then at the end, we're pregnant with flavor. And then, and of course you have the little girl doing the mmm furry. Which is yeah. so gross. Oh man! It tickles. It tickles. All right. So, um, well, well, let's take a moment now as we finish up uh, to hear mm-hmm. what Father Corey had to say about this episode. So it's a few minutes long, and uh, we'll we'll hear that now. 
Howdy, y'all. I really enjoyed this episode, and I think this episode and the other episodes of uh, Short Treks we've had so far this season, the other one, a Q&A, are a good sign for Short Treks this year. Last year, I uh, think we were pretty unanimous in liking two of the episodes and not liking two of the others. The Calypso and Escape Artist episodes we all really enjoyed. We thought they were great, well-done episodes. The Runaway and Brightest Star, we weren't so happy about. We didn't agree with those quite as much. Uh, this year, though, is not quite the same issue. Uh, so far, Q&A, and in my opinion, this episode, The Trouble with Edward, well done. Very funny, very clever episodes. I like some of the parallels in this one, especially between this ep- little short trek and the Trouble with Tribbles episode. You know, you see that scene where uh, the captain sits down in her uh, command, her uh, chair in her ready room, and there's a Tribble there. You know, that, of course, immediately calls back to Kirk sitting down in the command chair of the Enterprise, and there's a, uh, there, there's a Tribble there. Um, there's that scene where the Tribbles are just pouring out of that panel on the ship, and again, that's paralleling that, opening up that container that was supposed to be full of grain, and it was said of being full of Tribbles that fell down on Kirk's head. You know, things like that. You know, the idea that the Tribbles could actually reproduce to the point of destroying a ship and overrunning a an ecology. And I think that answers one of the questions about Tribbles is how could this animal survive to the point, you know, to, to go on and be throughout the universe? You would think that if they reproduce this prolific, prolifically, if there's so many of them, they're constantly reproducing, that eventually the planet would not be able to sustain them. And course it, it explains the episode explains that originally they didn't reproduce this strongly they, they reproduced very low had a very low reproductive rate and that's how Lorca could have a tribble on the on the discovery because they weren't seen as a threat they didn't reproduce that often they weren't a big deal they just kind of sat there and cooed and looked cute and so it wasn't a big deal well now with the the addition of edward larkin's dna causing them to be born pregnant as it says both uh, in trouble tribbles and in this episode yet another parallel now now we see why they're they're such a threat it's in, interesting i was expecting when uh, the captain was talking to Larkin. Uh, captain Lucero was talking to to Larkin. That I expected to hear Janeway's line about dismissed that Starfleet for get out. I was always hoping for that, uh, but Larkin was so awkward and just not not a lot of common sense. He was smart, but he didn't have a lot of common sense. He didn't really think through his actions, and of course that led to seeing the the ship destroyed, and then we hear about how it took the Tribbles took over the planet. And ended up in Klingon space. And of course, we know with Trouble with Tribbles that eventually Klingons grow to hate Tribbles and that the feeling is mutual. So, uh, I, again, this was a very well done episode. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was uh, very interesting. It was nice to see the Enterprise. You know, of course, they showed the actual the Enterprise model or, you know, whatever you want to put it. They showed the Enterprise. That was nice to see. Uh, I love the Easter egg at the end. Very much a 1980s serial commercial. You know, those of us who grew up during the 80s, we remember those commercials. We love those commercials. We all wanted the super sugary cereal, although um, the Spicy Ranch Tribble sounds rather interesting. So anyways, it uh, was a great, very well done. And it, if this is how the uh, how they're, the um, short treks are going to go going forward, it's going to be awesome. So thanks, Father Corey, for that. Uh, we we do appreciate you recording that for us, and we're 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 sorry you're not here to uh, participate in the discussion. But you know, we knew you couldn't miss having something to say about this great 
Short Trek. So, uh, Jimmy, any last uh, thoughts about uh, this episode of Short Treks or any of the ones that we're about to see? Well, no, this is this was really good. I really enjoyed this. Um, the fact we've talked about it for almost twice as long as the actual episode really conveys the density yes. of the ideas and, and, and how much there is to say about something like this. We were clearly enthusiastic about this. Yes, yes. Uh, and this uh, apparently bodes well for this season of Short Trek. And uh, also says we need more Pike Enterprise and more Star Trek from them beyond Discovery. And so I'm glad we're getting that. All right. So let's uh, finish up uh, by I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest. We could not do this without your continued financial support. So thank you. Uh, so that's it from us. What did you think of the, the short trek, The Trouble with Edward? Let us know by visiting this post on Patreon and leaving us some feedback or send us an email to trek at sqpn.com. You can always subscribe to The Secrets of Star Trek by visiting sqpn.com slash trek. Until next time, Jimmy Aiken, thank you for joining me in sharing The Secrets of Star Trek. Thanks, Dom. And Father Corey, thank you wherever you are. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember, this conversation is over. <laughs>